Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. <laughs> Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Joey Weber, Sam Dixon, he's busy, so we got the, the next best, the man of the moment, the stepping king, the, the goosey king, his name is Joe Weber. After a lengthy time on the sidelines with international travel not a reality, the All Black Sevens men have been on the road for five weeks, finishing second, then sixth in the Singapore and Vancouver legs of the Sevens circuit. And Joey Weber is a legend of the Sevens team, and he's on the line now. Morena Joe. Good, brother. How are you? Ah, good. Good, Joey. Mate, Can you how's, how's the Can you body? Hear me? How, how's the, how's the, yeah, I, I got you, brother. How, how's oh, yeah. the team pulled up after, after Vancouver? Yeah, all good, bro. Um, couple, couple inju- oh, a couple injuries, but yeah, not too bad, brother. Um, I, I got bloody concussed last week in the second game, so it was a bit of a bummer waiting two years, and then in the second game getting concussed, so I got ruled out for uh, this week, so I didn't, didn't get to play, but no, the boys are all good. Yeah, tell us about that two years, Joey. Like it's it's been a long time. Have, have you? Is there been? Is there a big difference now? You've you've made the comeback. Obviously, Argentina haven't been in the winning circle for. 14 years, I think. Have you noticed a difference from being away from the seven circuit for two years? Yeah. yeah. I reckon it's just like, even nowadays, we've got like, there's no hard, no, no easy games, you know, like, everyone's just pretty on par and, and anyone can win on the day. Just whoever turns up, man. Um, yeah, that's probably what I've noticed. Hey, Joey, we, we were watching the games early on and you guys looked like you were on, you guys were on fire and then uh, jumped out to that lead in that uh, quarters and then you sort of just went to sleep. What's what's one of the biggest lessons you learnt from this tournament? Yeah, it's just consistency. Eh? You just can't um, just can't relax. Even you know, ten twenty point lead and sevens nothing. So we, we just got to stay on. Like you know, boys, you just got to stay on the whole fourteen minutes. And so yeah, a couple a few lessons learnt there, but it was good for the um, new boys to get, to get heaps of game time and all that. So. That's good. Yeah, t- tell us about the new boys. Like you've obviously been in, in the New Zealand Sevens for for many years now. Sam Dixon, you got Scotty Curry, like yourself. Like the guys have been there for a long time. Um, you know, tell us about these young guys. What what are the things that you guys are teaching them week in week out? You got Kurt Baker, who I must say is getting a bit grey on top 
they might have to sort that out for him. Um, but you know, like, what are, what are these things that, that, that the younger players are, are having to learn and learn pretty quick? Um, oh, we 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 don't need to teach anything on the field. They're probably teaching us. They're um, they're bloody sharp these boys, but. Uh, just probably um, more off the field, eh, or eating and all that stuff that they're not um, used to with sevens there. And I think a few of them found that out there, um, how hard it is just getting to a couple of tournaments and whatever they eat and all the, their sleeping, every little thing they do during the week is going to, um, uh, like, it's going to pay a toll on the field. So, yeah, just trying to help mm. them in that area. But other than that, baby, they're very sharp and promising. So, yeah, looking for, they'll be, they'll be ones to watch, um, in the future, and and do you do you guys like um, you know when they they do it's like the five k it's a five k rule, isn't it? Like you jump that you jump on planes and you're at the airport and you're eating in Koori Lounge and then you get to the get to your hotel and it's a free buffet and you you into that sort of stuff. Do you guys have a fine system around um, blokes that actually aren't aren't pulling weight? Like where, how often are you guys doing skin <laughs> folds and stuff like that? And what's your fine system? Yeah, we got a. Um we do Dexter skins now. They've gone away from the um, old skinnies, um, pinching of the of the skin folds. So um, Dex- Dexter's a bit more hard out of You can't hide with that. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, we've got it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a big machine you lay on there. It's like an MRI skin, but um, so, yeah, it's, it's way more intense. And um, oh. the fine system, yeah, we've got, we got a sheriff and we got, yeah, we got a sheriff and all that. So all the fun, uh, all the fun go towards our um, NDA sh- sh- syndic. So and who's the, the main, of- and who's the the main offender? <laughs> um, geez, who is it? Probably Regan, eh? Regan is up there. Uh, Regan, <laughs> where? Uh, <laughs> old old K- Caleb, eh? He's learned a few um, hard lessons on tour, just leaving the game ready on the plane and shit like that. So. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're down, down in the book quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh you got to have a got to have a bit of banter there. It's awesome. Hey, tell tell us about the trainings. What are, what are the, what are the trainings like these days? I I, I did those. Uh, I played sevens in 08 with Titch and that was horrible. But she's yeah. changed now. So what are the, what are the trainings and the fitness testings like at the moment? Yeah, for uh, for the testing we've um, we've gone to the old bunker, not the deep uh, in the decrement, which is good. So, um, yeah, the bunker's still right. tough, but um, the trainings, oh, well, the GPS has helped, eh? With, <laughs> with bloody tips, there's no GPS and you just run to you friggin' couldn't run. So, yeah, it's a bit more controlled now. Um, they, they don't, you know, they don't mix us out. They they stick to our targets and all that. And, yeah, it's good. And we've, we've been trialling uh, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so we have Tuesday, Thursday off. So it just means, like, we get more recovery, but we can work a bit harder on those days. So it's been mean, I reckon, it's Helped a lot in the last like six months. Hey Joe, I did a bit of coaching with Titch when he, um, you guys are struggling in your defense. He got me up there to, to teach you how to keep your hips straight and and bits and pieces um, a while back. Now, yeah, yeah. Um, just tell your coach if he needs a defensive coach, I'm free. But just, um, <laughs> I know you guys. You know, he Titch used to have this this thing about themes and winning the world the world sevens champs. Like you guys must have that. In your in your makeup about the the winning the actual cup again, what is it? What do you what what's every every game you guys go into? What do you what do you talk about? Like winning winning that that final cup, and how are you going to do it? Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely have that on the back of our mind. Like um, 
winning the tournament and like then we've got big World Cup and Com games coming up. But like like I said, you just got to show up to every game, be consistent, and just worry about each each game as it comes. Because if we look too far ahead, I would just trip up. So yeah, just about mm. trusting the process, I guess, and uh, worrying about each game as it comes and getting up mentally. Um, each game nice. that's the toughest thing man. just you know coming off a game and then just mentally having to get up six times so yeah plenty of caffeine and all that but nice so so you coming home you guys will be making your way back to, to NZ you've obviously been away for five weeks a long tour and then you're heading back to Toulouse in France so what's what's the what's yeah. the plan for the next couple of weeks and then heading over there um, what, what do you need to do as as a group in these next couple of weeks to make sure you can head over and and uh, and get, get go one better than than Singapore and definitely get better than than Vancouver? Yeah, yeah. I'm just coming to Valley Customs now, actually. So we get home on Wednesday and then um, a bit of a week off, and then you know we've only got like two and a half weeks training till we leave again. So um, yeah, it'll just be about getting the body right again, uh, getting the body right, spending some time with family, and then. Um, just, yeah, we've got quite a few injuries, so seeing who's on deck and just sharpening up a few things. Um, but yeah, the main thing will probably be around consistency and, and just being more accurate without errors and all that. Nice, nice. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you guys back out there and hopefully going one better, mate. Just quickly before we let you go, 100 days out yeah. before Commonwealth Games. Is that is that in the focus at the moment for, for you and the team? Yeah, a little bit, bro, a little bit, but um, yeah, we still got a, we've got a lot of uh, money to do before then, so now we'll just take it week yeah. by week, bro, and then hopefully we come, yeah, come right by then. Awesome, You'll awesome. Right. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Joe, and uh, appreciate your time on, on the Luke. show, Baz and Izzy, for breakfast. That's Tony Kemp, Louis Herman White, and myself. Go well in, in the next couple of weeks, and go all the best over in France, and we'll get you back on. Sweet, brother. Thank you very much. Have a good day. See you, mate. Kakite, thank you. There he is, Joey Weber. He's been in that, that fold for, for a long time, eh? And he talks about the young squad, and it's quite funny. It's quite crazy. I, like, I've I've kind of heard whispers, Louis and, and Kempi, of how it's run now. When I was in there, it was just run all day and run till you can't run anymore, and, and then you go to sleep and you just r- repeat, repeat for five days. Yeah, no two days off here when I was in there. No. So near, me hearing that, I'm like... Wow, she's changed, eh? She is yeah, the science. She's changed so much. The science yeah, of it all and giving them a break. Look. I think, I, I personally, I think, you know, because that was our era, Z, where you just, you know, you didn't have GPS and you didn't have tracking and mm. they just, you know, went on, if, you know, you're not as fit as the guy who's in front of you, so you just need to keep running. Um, I think what that did for you back in those days too was it, it sort of, Gave you a bit of resilience, like it toughened you up because you mm. you didn't have the numbers, but you knew you'd done the work. And so when when things got tough, and you knew the other teams never had the science either, you looked across at the other bloke and said, "If one if he's feeling as tired as I am, you know, if I just push myself a little bit harder here, I'm going to get him." And but these days it's all down to numbers, you know. They go, "Oh no, you got to stop right now, uh, Izzy. You've done your eight k's for the day. Go and have a sleep." You know, it's like, "Whoa, mm. okay." The winning has continued for our Kiwi stars of the squash with Joel King taking out the Manchester Open this morning after being in sublime form all week long. It's the second time Joel has won the tournament after prevailing in 2019 as well and she's on the line with us to talk us through this fantastic win, her 14th 
in the PSA World Tour, and we congratulate her. Morning, Joel. Good everyone. How are you doing? Atamari, Atamari. Very, very good. Congratulations. Must be pretty stoked about uh, about getting the win again, and um, you know, pretty happy with your form at the moment. Definitely. I think you know the the last couple of months, um, I've been going mm. close. You know, winning some of these events, losing in the final semis, and just felt like you know I I deserve to win one of these tournaments. But it doesn't always come off like that. So I just kind of kept working with my team and and trying to figure things out. And fortunately for me today, it came off, and I'm just over the moon. It's it's been a long time between drinks. Um, 2019 was actually the last time I won an event. So yeah, absolutely buzzing and um, looking forward to taking this form into the world champs. Nice job. Well, you've been there or thereabouts uh, every week, um, you know, every competition we've been watching. We've been following Paul Cole as well, so we're in a bit of a golden period with um, with New Zealand squash. But what, what do you think about this week? What were you able to, to, to get right and, and what clicked for you? You know, I think like those losses, you know, I, I think since I was a kid, people always say you learn more from your losses than your wins and you sort of roll your eyes mm. and think, oh, yeah, whatever. But I've been going close, close and just not converting. And I think there's a point where you sort of go, nah, I'm sick of this. I need to turn these into a win. <laughs> and I just tried to be – actually, it's funny. This, this week I've been struggling with a, a bit of a niggle in my adductor. And in a sense, it almost – took away just relying on my physicality and um, I just played really smart squash and I think it's probably something I need to take forward so yeah as I say it, it's been close and not quite there and to convert it now I think will give me a huge amount of confidence. Oh, awesome yeah. Kilda Joel it's uh, I guess like you said been a while between drinks what, what sort of um have you changed in your motivation, you know, like when you're getting so close and you're not quite there to get this win this week? What do you think the main main difference has been in your attitude? Well, it's funny, you know, like, as I say, the long time between drinks, 2019, was the last time I won an event. I've been through some pretty tough patches um, since then, you know. There's definitely been thoughts of maybe is it time to, to stop. I'm 33 now, Um you get the critics saying, you know, you're too old, you're too slow, you can't, you, you're, you're at the peak and you're at the maximum of what you have. I'm sure you guys have experienced it as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely just, the I, too I, slow I almost, part. It almost, <laughs> it almost just like motivated me to, I don't think prove people wrong, but prove myself right and um, keep believing that I did still have more to give in this sport and. I think what's changed hugely is that I realise the desire is still really strong. Um, I think I'm still capable of competing at the top, and I just I'm a proud Kiwi, and I just want to make people proud. So I think that attitude change has been the difference. Well, speaking of proud, we've been um, lucky enough to have Paul Cole on on the show, and he's flying at the moment. And now you're you know you're back on the winning formula, winning stage, a golden period. A new New Zealand squash. Like, how does that feel for you guys to to be on the world stage, both competing and, and getting the job done, and, and competing at a high level? Is are the rest of the world taking you guys seriously from down under in, in old Kiwi land? Absolutely. I mean, Paul's at world number one now, and 
you know, yeah. to have a female and a male um, up the top. And, mm. you know, there's so many Egyptians that are dominating the sport. And then these two little Kiwis from Greymouth and Cambridge come out and sort of like, no, actually, we're not having that. Um, it, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's nice to see the following back home. It's definitely increased with the two of us doing well. And at the end of the day, we love our sport and we want more people to, to watch it, want to play it, and just inspire that next generation. So hopefully that's what's happening back home. Well, I'll tell you what, you've both got me um, totally into the game at the moment with um, Coley and yourself. Joel winning, I guess with like any sport, people in New Zealand love winners and it's great to see such a small country up there with the big countries telling them up. I, I just love that. What's what's next for you? Like, are you preparing um, for another tournament, or you've got, or have you got a long term horizon that you're looking at at the moment? So we've got about three and a half weeks now until the World Championships, which is the big one. Uh, that's in Cairo. Um, so mm. all the top players will be there. Um, it's going to be a huge event. They're having the glass court set up at the new museum there. Um, so that is the immediate goal. So I've got three and a half weeks. Um, I'll have a couple of days off, start to get ready for that. But obviously the Commonwealth Games for the both of us is a huge upcoming goal as well. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of goals this year. Um, next stop is the World Champ. Nice. When are you coming home? When are you when are you coming home? You know, it must be so hard being away from, from family and friends and being on the world tour. It feels like you guys are travelling every week to a different country, which you are. But yeah, when are you coming home, and when will we see you back on the on, on New Zealand shores? I'm so happy to say I'm coming home in June. Uh, Paulie and I are both <laughs> going to fly straight from our last event. Um, before we get a little break to train for the Com game. So we'll be flying from Cairo um, and we'll be playing nationals actually in the 10 days that we're home. Um, as you say, we've both been away from family for three years now. Um, and I don't think people quite realise how tough that actually is. Um, but when you when we're both doing well and, and representing ourselves well and our country well, kind of makes all the sacrifice worth it. So when you're coming home, you're going to play the Nationals and, and there's been you know, players here slogging it out for, for, for about a couple of months and you guys come back and just win the Nationals. That won't go down very well, will it? <laughs> hey, we've got to win it first. We've got to still play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, what it's, will the competition be like? That, like overseas and, and try to make their way up the rankings and you know what it's like when they're young they just want to beat you so it's definitely not a walk in the park and um, I think I think one of the biggest things about us coming home to that event is that people get to see us they watch us on TV they yeah. see us like they don't get to actually interact with us that often and that's probably my favorite part about the whole thing of coming home so I, I can't wait to see everyone. Hey, Joelle, and, and what rocks your boat as far as giving back? What, what sh, you know, when you come back, you've been on the world stage, you win all these big tournaments, and you come back to little old New Zealand hanging out in your, in your rural town. What, what is it that, that um, you love doing in your spare time, whether it be giving back to your community or talking to people? What is, what is that um, action? To be honest, I think as Kiwis, it's just coming home and, People, you know, you see people uptown and 
they love the fact that we're just the same as when we were 10 years old or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and mm. just inspiring not just squash players, but any sport, any sport, business, whatever, just allowing people to believe that if they have a dream, it's possible. And when I think when I was young, I met Leilani when I was about 11 years old. And that just changed my whole mindset. I was like, wow, she's actually just the same as me. She's not like superhuman. She's not, she just works hard and, and she's following a dream. And I think that in itself um, is all the giving back that you need to do, really. I hope the boys in the kitchen were listening to that. That was gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got some younger young guys in the kitchen behind there and uh, the, the, they're trying to, you're inspiring them and you're inspiring the rest of New Zealand as well. We want to say thank you so much and, and congratulations, Joel. Um, you know, you're back in the winning uh, winning stage at the moment and age is but a number and you're showcasing that you, anything is possible. So keep going. Keep going and we'll see thank you back you in New Zealand in June thank at you. the Nationals. Awesome, Joel. And congratulations. Awesome. Thank you all. See you later. Bye. Do we want to talk to you? We want to hear from you on the Kinar Tire phone line. 0800 150 811. Warriors fans, are you still mad? Are you still ah, kind of peed off? Peed off, you know? Like you, you just want to, you want something to come from this. And the Warriors haven't called for an investigation after Roosters lost. Nathan Brown, the, the players have said, have blamed themselves really for, for the performance that they put out there. There was things that they could have controlled and done better in that performance in that game and that they didn't do and uh, they haven't really spoke about those controversial calls. And Kempi, uh, for us, we're on, we've got a platform here and every, everyone, we're all passionate league fans and particularly when our Warriors. <laughs> There's got to be an investigation into this. But if there was an investigation, like you said yesterday, there will be no outcome. Well, they'll just get an apology. But are we still mad, Kempi? We're still up in arms oh, about what's unfolded. 100%. I, I, I just don't think we're mad about the game. I think we're mad that it, it consistently um, puts us behind the eight ball, not getting a 50-50 call. So part of me is wondering why it's so quiet from um, Mount Smart headquarters in and around making the complaint to the referees because, you know, they ha they have got their homecoming against the West Tigers on, I think it's July, early July, and, you know, they're also looking at what, what's happening with them next year. Maybe they've just been quiet because they don't want to rock the boat. But well, I'll be on the phone to Graham Annesley. And like, and like Cameron George said to us yesterday, he'll be on the phone to Graham Annesley. And Graham Annesley will mm. say, yep, they got it wrong. And he's in reserve grade, that referee. And that's the end of it. They can't get the two points back. They can't get those opportunities back to win the game. Um, and what we'd see post this game is that we get another referee and they make another decision, which is a 50-50 against us. And that's what that's why I think you need to make some noise. You need to make some noise to say, mm. hey, we need to be in the 50-50 calls. We're not in them. Did, no, I, I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Go, go Louis. Did, did anybody else find themselves in a position like me where you kind of thought, like MP, I know you haven't, but is he... Or anyone on 0800 to think that it was a little bit far-fetched that the Warriors did seem to always get the opposite of the rub of the green, whatever that actually is. Um, and then yesterday we spoke about, and Kempe, you kind of opened my eyes a wee bit about it's something innate inside these Australian referees, and they are Australian referees, um, that just 
it's not natural for them to give the 50-50 to the Warriors. And I hadn't really thought about it like that because would you like to see the trophy here in New Zealand? When you said that, I kind of thought, well, no, probably not. Was anybody else like me that just kind of thought that was a bit far-fetched? Because I really have changed my opinion on it. And unless there's like an obvious explanation for something otherwise, I really do think it's that where New Zealand is playing in an Australian competition, you're never going to get that, that side of the coin, is he? Yeah, I, I've 100%, mate. You look at that Aiden Fanua Blake call and that hand that is as obvious as it can be. You know, his hands, the, the player's hand is in there and he's got a motion of pulling out and he's getting the ball and he's disrupting that ball. So that is the most obvious strip I've ever seen on a footy field. And for that bunker official to turn it, overturn it and say they've lost their challenge, which... When you're out there as a player and you already know you've got your backs against the wall, you're, you're over in Australia, you're playing against one of the top sizes, the Roosters, you know, you're not going to get those calls. So after that, you could see their heads drop. You could see their heads drop and say, oh, not this again. You know, is this, is this going to be the end of us? Are we going to go through this similar situation again? And, um, yeah, like there's, there's got to be an explanation for that, for that call. That one call, I don't care about the other calls, but that one call, even the James Tedesco, when he never got 10 for that, holding his leg for about 28 minutes, not allowing him to play the ball. So, like, those are obvious. Those are obvious, Kempe, and there needs to be an explanation for it, I feel. Do you, th- do you think, like, I guarantee Nick Politis is on the phone, the owner of the, owner of the Sydney City, he's on the phone to Abdo. If that call mm. for the double movement, this is really interesting, this one. So Collins gets a double movement, which was momentum. You know, so his elbow mm. hits the ground, he rolls over and he scores that try in the last three or four minutes, yeah? And let's just yep. say that that was the try that, that wins the game and they and they don't give it, yeah? Do you think Nick Politis was just going to sit there and let that happen? It was the 2002 grand final team there. It was such a big day. They were no in a heritage jersey. No way in the world. Again, you watched mm. the game last night, okay? West Tigers, the same thing happens. Watch... Elbow hits the ground. It's actually on the TV here in the studio right now. Hits the ground and he hits his elbow, rolls over in exactly the same instance and puts the ball down. What do you think the referee gave last night? He gave a try. He said it was momentum. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, but you're watching the game 24 to, you know, hours earlier with the Warriors and you guys gave one exact same movement as a double movement. You know what I mean? And mm. that's what that's what I'm saying, like they're fifty fifty calls that don't come our way. So they're not fifty fifty calls. They're not. They're not. And and I reckon I reckon they're sitting there going, you know, sometimes the referees going, Well, I'm not gonna be the reason Nick Pilatus phones my boss. You know what I mean? Mm. They 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 gotta have some type of different attitude in and around why they why we, there's a text in here saying the cheating roosters what are you, how are we ever going to get a 50-50 against them but you know the all we want all we do want is a fair rub of the green you know and when we do get a fair rub of the green we talk about it till the cows come home because they're so far and few between few between Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. The Kenatai phone line is there for you. Uh, there's a great question from Izzy. Do you feel like the Warriors have given up? Give us a call. We got that Musashi yeah. prize pack. I mean, that's a, it's a great question, Izzy. Do you think that that's happened enough times now that they've just gone flag it? No, not they're a... not going to. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. Do you feel like they've just like Cameron George and Nathan Brown? They're not going to get anything from whinging, so they're just like, look, we're not going to get any change in this. 
So what, why don't we move on and go in a different direction and try and take those 50-50 calls out of our hands? But, my, yeah, my, like, I, my, just feel, I just can't handle I just don't understand it. My honest opinion, my honest opinion, I think they're in Australia, you know, and and they are Aussie coaches and, and, and in an Australian system over there. Geez, even Mark Robertson told me on Saturday that he's living on the Gold Coast and they don't get the um, attitude of the people in New Zealand bearing down on them like we are on the radio, everyone on the news, even watching the news this morning in the studio, they're, they're looking at those all those movements again and they just maybe don't really feel the frustration of the nation to say, look, we really need to go in there and attack this. On And like we spoke about yesterday, I think there needs to be a strategy which really cool, like if you've got referees, for instance, who are making 50-50 calls and not going our way, and then coming out on the Monday and saying, no, they need, to, they need to be held accountable and getting the sack. If that happens, let's say that happens six times during the season, then you've got a story. You've actually got a story that you can back up. You've got, you've got, you've got to say, well, let's have a look at how often that does happen. Put the video together, send the video out there, make it public, and put the pressure on the NRL. I'm not sure, Kimpy. I'm not sure, Kimpy. If like, it, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's something that that they don't want to do. Like, I don't think they think it's going to reflect poorly on them. I don't necessarily know if they don't feel the pressure of the nation coming back. I do tend to think it's kind of where Izzy was going with that, and I just think that it's, it's a helpless situation. I know you're saying you can death by a thousand cuts it, and you can really build pressure. But how many times, and you told us yesterday morning that this was happening in 2006 and you got called crazy when you said it. So like, how many times can you just, the game, okay, now it's Tuesday, so they named their team this, this at 5pm today. How many times can that just happen and you just have to move on before eventually you just become suppressed? And like, that, that's what I wonder, is, is this just a kind of a mm. suppression of an emotion? I think the players and, and the coaching group, they need to move on, and I think they need to move on quick because they've got to they're up against a storm Monday night for our Anzac Weeking uh, match-up. And, and look, I reckon in past years, we've, we've gone all right against the storm. We are facing the top one of the top sides, Kempe, and I, we always, they are a hell of an outfit. But traditionally, I think the Warriors have, have fronted uh, reasonably well gone past against the storm. So for them, I think they've got to move on, but I think Cameron George has to keep asking the question in the background, Mark Robinson, the crew just keep asking those questions, keep getting reasonings from what's happening, and uh, hopefully get some answers. But we got Joe from Gizzy on the line, and he wants to talk about the Warriors' 50-50s. Joey, thanks for your call, mate. What have you got morning, for us? Oh, listen, I'll watch that game. We're, we're up, we're up. You know, six nil. We make the mistakes. We drop the ball just before half time. They score right. Then we come out. We kick the ball off on the full. Gar- yep. What Reese Walsh is up to, right? And then from there, we get no momentum. From there, they come back. You always knew they were going to come back. We come out the sheds cold. And then all of a sudden, it's uh, 50-50 calls, 50-50 calls. They bomb away. Reese Walsh drops an absolute sitter. Right? Zelezniak mm. drops a sitter. We lose. Okay? We don't get bombed. We lose by eight points. We didn't take opportunities. Mm. So I hear you whining and moaning, Kimber. Yeah, I'm all with you on the 50-50s and we don't get them. But come on, have a look in the mirror and say, listen... Three mistakes cost us the game. The Roosters weren't in it without the mistakes, boys. They weren't. The Warriors, without Lodge, I thought the middles played so well, muscled up. Adam Vanua Blake is probably worth three players to the Warriors when he's playing. Yeah, when he's not, you know, they are just a, a 40% team. Mm. And then 
The three yep. mistakes, the individual mistakes we lost. We own the we own the roosters, mate. One bit of individual brilliance from Walker. You know, we stepped through the line and Johnson's too old to hold him up, you know? So it's just like, hey, get up our D on that on that left edge and catch the ball, boys, mm. and we beat these teams all day long. All day long. Yeah, and we spoke yep, about that. There's a bit of individual calibility. Yeah, we spoke about that yesterday, the momentum coming out cold, like you've said, giving the back-to-back penalties. It was four in a row. They gave those penalties. But what the what the discussion is about is that for the three errors that they made, the two key errors in and around stopping that momentum that the Roosters had was the try that was disallowed when Reese Walsh made up for it and got across the trial and had the ball stripped from him. And the one where Fanua Blake stood up in the tackle and the Roosters ripped it out of his hands and the referees gave both of them against the Warriors. That's the discussion that we're saying stops the momentum and gets them in front again. But unfortunately for the Warriors, it happens too often. They don't get those calls. I understand that too, Kemp, and I'm all with you. But when we look at the same games, we make mistakes that are so basic, right? We choke in from the outside on our wings. We get beat on the outside all day long, right? All day long we get beat in the wings, score in the corner. Right, we need to alternate what we're doing and take into account we're not going to get the 50-50s. We know that. The Phoenix don't get it, right? The Breakers <laughs> yeah, don't get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. so when we're there and we say, so, yeah, great, great. We're all with you, Kimmy. The whole country's behind you saying, listen, this is our team, right? We don't. We get the shit calls yeah. all day long, right? But as individuals, we can change that momentum slightly by just being 10% mm. better. You know, you're going about the 1%ers and the ABs and the 1%ers on the work-ons. We just need to catch those balls. You know, Delisniak had three catches, and he caught two and dropped the one that mattered. You know? Yeah. Uh, the other things, they're breaking. You're watching the Warriors, and you're high behind the pillow, and you go, no, not again. Not again. <laughs> here, it, here comes another bomb. <laughs> my, missus, my, missus, my missus is two rooms away. You know, I'm screaming at the TV, and she's like, what's going on? What's going on? I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the netball, you know? It's just, just so heartbreaking. Because... Oh, I love it. The passion, Joey, from Gizzy, mate. That is outstanding. That Isn't is it, Dave? But that's the call. Warriors' support. The support is unbelievably yeah. passionate. So, but Kimpy, Joe's saying control the controllable. How about you stop making mistakes because essentially, but and, and, and then I'm wondering, so essentially then you kind of give yourself the best chance, but are you saying, well, this actually is the controllable, we need to do something about it? I'm, no, no. It's he, Joe makes a lot of sense, you know. So you come yeah, out, you go, you go into the, you go into half time. Like we spoke about again. We spoke about it yesterday. Someone talked to Reese Walsh about the wind being up his backside. If he kicks that ball too hard, it's going to go dead. He doesn't just kick it dead, but they go back to back to back to back penalties that get them on a on the run and they take the mm. lead. That is controllable. Don't kick the ball dead. Don't give away the full penalties. That's what Joe's talking about. Don't put your because. If you don't do that, you don't put yourself in a position to get the momentum, put those bombs up and drop the ball. That's controllable, yeah? But what's not controllable is a referee's decision. That's not controllable. The referee and the bunker are analysing the decision when the hand is on Fanua Blake's, when he's holding the football and everyone in New Zealand can see it and the ball is pulled out and he goes, no, that was an unsuccessful challenge. And we're going, what are you looking at? The Warriors can't control that.
<laughs> what are you keeping, mate? I love, love it. Look at these hands. Get him, Kimpy. Get him. Jump over that desk and get him. How about this text? Maybe jump down the double eight, double three line. Hey, boys, until somebody does a statistical analysis of the referees' calls, not only for the Warriors but for all NRL teams, it's too for, it's too for the NRL to put it down to sour grapes or it's all in your head. Can't argue with stats. I think the NBA did something to check for bias. That's from James. What, what what would you say? You think that there's a chance that this is just in our head? Well, that's of course one hundred percent. Yeah, no, being that's passion. But what that's what I was saying previously mm. is like if it becomes a story and it happens so often, then do the stats on it. Let's do it. Let's check. I'd love it, James. Are you a statistician? Mm. Can we can we crowdfund some? Can we crowdsource some funding and hire a statistician? Is he to sort this out? <laughs> we can, we can then, mate. There's statisticians everywhere, so I'll, I'll check with the Sky Crew, eh? get all the stats on it. Um, mate, look, we, we spoke, the one thing I took from that, and accountability and the players being accountable, and we spoke about this when the Warriors were 3-3-0. Three, three oh. Zero wins from three games, they're were, they were looking down the barrel of a horrible, horrible start, and we spoke about accountability in training. And when you're not nailing those little things in training, you're not putting yourselves under pressure, training is a bit too easy, so when you get put in those situations you're not able to cope with it. And I think there needs to be a bit of that. And I love that call from Joey, from Gizzy. He's passionate. He wants to see the Warriors win. And, yes, we are talking about situations when the, the calls haven't gone our way. And, you know, uh, you know, those are the ones that we always want to talk about. But there were situations in there where the players could have been accountable. And you saw it on Sean Johnson's face. Mm. He was obviously gutted with the calls. But he was gutted with how they spoke at half time. And then they weren't able to go and uh, you know act on those words. They were just words in the end. So there has to be a bit of accountability, and I love that phone call. So awesome, Joey. Nice stuff, Joey. It's great to have a Joey making sense around these woods. Uh, we've got uh, 0800 150 811 phone line, and it is for you. And, Joe, you've nailed it. You middled it, mate. And that Musashi good sort of chalky prize pack, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, is going all the way to Gizzy, brother. Give us a call another time. We are here with Chemist Warehouse, great supporters of ours, great savings every day. We've got a couple of good texts and Paulie Mwadi to come. Have a wee chat to Hayden now. We've got him on the line. We're 100 days out. From Birmingham, 2022, Commonwealth Games. And I know it feels weird bouncing off at Olympics, but that's how COVID landscape has rattled things. We'll have a string team assembled, a strong team assembled today to mark the 100 days. We have a bunch of the assembled up in Auckland together, including one of our Kiwi favourites, bronze medalist at the Olympic Games, is triathlete Hayden Wild, and he's on the line now. Morning, Hayden. Morning, mate. How's it going? Very, very well, mate. Thanks for calling us. Uh, we've had a we've had a passionate show. Are you, are you a Warriors supporter? Oh, mate, I'm a Warriors supporter. It was a bit a bit disheartening last week, but uh, we had we had a good one a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, we we did, we did. But going on the week, what do you think about those calls, mate? Do you think we 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 get it pretty darn uh, hard done, boy? Uh, to be honest, I saw what the uh, the ACC commentary put in, and uh, it was a little video on Instagram, and they. <laughs> They hit it on the tee, mate. Was it was just uh, never it never happened. It was a miss. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was it was a bit it was foul. Um, and uh, they're they're treating us uh, they're treating us like trash. It's disrespectful. Oh, mate, love it. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, hates. When you when you're competing yeah. against the 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 Aussie triathletes, do you feel like it's it's us against the world or what? Oh mate, when we go into their territory, especially heading to the Gold Coast, um, it's 
uh, it's 50 50, you know, like they're just out to get you. But when they get on the world circuit, they kind of tend to choke quite often. So it's uh, it's very humbling to, to go overseas and, and give them a give them a, a, a bit of a punish. Um, but, you know, when they're at home, they're aggressive and they'll do anything they can to take the win. Yeah, nice, hey, it's nice, nice. Well, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. Look, it's been a, it's been a long time since you got back out of isolation. So how's the last couple of months been for you, mate, and training? And we're only 100 days out from the Commonwealth Games. So, so what's been happening? Yeah, it's been really good, thanks. Um, actually, just uh, had a good week in Wanaka um, where we actually uh, dived into a nice... Uh, um, Israel Dag uh, approval pork belly, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, but most mo- most of that, really, it's uh, it's been really good. Had three races in three weeks, and um, yeah, got ticked ticked all three, and came over the line first, which is nice. And to see form kind of coming in nicely, uh, hundred days out is uh, is quite exciting. And uh, I think kind of just nearly touching on. Um, that performance that I uh, was kind of hitting in Tokyo. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can um, turn, mm. turn up to Birmingham in that sort of form. Hey, Hayden, it's Kimpy, mate. I just want to take you back to that jumping in the water before you get on the bike and the run. Um, you know when you're in the water and you've got Aussie guys touching at your heels and stuff like that? I remember Hutcho telling me once when Guy – oh, jeez, I forgot what Guy – I actually know him because he's from Newcastle, but concussion's taken over. He had the Aussie guy hitting on his heels and they started whacking each other. From side to side, and like, does it get like that out in the water, especially in the swim when we can't really see what's going on? But you've got everyone so close to each other in the water, like, because I know what I'd do, mate. If they touched me, they they get they cop it. They'd cop one in the side. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it, it kind of reminds me of when I was playing uh, union uh, in about sixth grade. Um, it was just you kind of just get into the scrum. And everyone's just out to get you, especially around the boy turn. You know, the first 25 metres is pretty aggressive. You've got people kind of swinging punches um, that kind of are so, uh, so to speak, meant to look like some strokes, but they've got their fists clenched. Um, and then coming around the boy turn, you've got guys just like grabbing your feet, ripping your back, jumping over you. And you've got like guys in, in these like little IRBs with like um, iPhones um, doing like impediment kind of recordings. And somehow no one ever gets um, done for it. But um, yeah, honestly, you just come around and you just get you're, you're definitely in for in for a fight. Um, there, there's been a couple of times where I've come out with a couple of uh, fat lips and whatnot, but um, there's been a couple of times when I've swung back and uh, yeah, the other guy didn't appreciate it too much. <laughs> nice. Nice, love that. Yeah, some one of those things. Hey, eh? you don't really see what's going on under the water, but I've heard stories that she's pretty gnarly there. So uh, love hearing it firsthand, mate. Hey, um, I know you've been working with Nick Gill, the All Blacks uh, conditioning trainer, and uh, how have you found that working with Gilly? And, and what what have he what has he been able to share for you going forward to the Com Games that you can only hopefully transition and, and then go a couple better? Yeah, like I've never I've never been. Uh, too much into kind of the gym and um, to have Gilly there uh, made kind of like a, a specific tailored program. We kind of started off and he called me like, you're probably the weakest Olympian I've ever met in my life, which is fantastic. So there was obviously room for improvement. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a hard ass and um, you know, it was, uh, it's awesome to kind of have him on my side. And I actually swim with him every Tuesday and Thursday, swim squats in the morning as, you know, he likes to dabble in a bit of Ironman. So um you know he's uh, he's a great guy and uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, I think we're about ten weeks in and uh, it's going all all really well. What are you benching? 
Uh, he hasn't got me benching, but I've got the old single-league Bulgarian squats up to about 60, which is about on oh. par with the New Zealand seven women's team. So I'm quite stoked with that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Good, man. Did, wait, did, you, did you teach him a few lessons in the water? And in the oh, army? He no, thinks he's really I, good at it. So you showing him up? Oh, dude. No, well, because uh, I'm on the squad beside him, so every time I, I, I swim past him, I kind of think there's a guy kind of drowning, but I'm like, oh, no, he's gilly. You can give him some crap, too, because he, he wears these... Um, he wears these like cheating shorts, so they're pretty much like wetsuit shorts to so keep his hips up. So I think he's, that, that's a bit of a bit of a frowned upon kind of thing when you wear uh, wetsuit shorts because it just keeps your hips up, makes you potentially go faster. So, uh, but cheating. Oh, is he really from cheating? I wouldn't put it. Wouldn't put it. Don't, don't start, Kimpy. Don't start. He's from the NRL, mate. Anyway, sorry, Hayden. We're going to have to let you go, brother. Thank you so much for joining Please, us mate. on the show. All right, and uh, all, the, all the best for the next couple of 100 days preparing for Commonwealth Games. And no doubt you've got a few uh, competitions before then. But all the best, mate, and great to have you on the show. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.